mm -hmm. uh, based upon we have perfections <laughs> <laughs> based upon the perfections that you had um, completely integrated. I'm mm -hmm. just sort of mm -hmm. not remembering, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so the The six, the six bumi, uh, is uh, at that point the, the Bodhisattva has perfected which of the perfections. It was at that point you're removing uh, doubt. Yeah, and because you're of perfecting that, perfecting wisdom mm -hmm. down the six, right? Yeah, you go in order. Mm -hmm. um, and because the Bodhisattva has perfected the uh, perfection, because of all the chains of uh, things that that, are, that have been perfected, especially because of the complete removal of the seed of doubt, that's why wisdom becomes uh, the Bodhisattva has now the the, the 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 ability to go into wisdom in a much more profound way. And what allows the Bodhisattva to be able to do that is because having removed any seed, any potential to have any, ever, ever any, have any doubt, then the Bodhisattva's uh, uh, concentration becomes extremely, uh, let's say, that word, uh, like Bodhisattva is very adept at entering and, and exiting very deep, profound levels of meditation and is capable at that time to use one of the meditations, a very profound deep meditation that other, others are not able to use. They may be able to enter that, that, that meditative state, but they cannot use it. All they can do is just enjoy it and wait for it to finish. But the Bodhisattva at that level can enter into that state, use it to meditate on emptiness, see meditation, see emptiness with from within that, that, that deep meditation, and able to come out of it w through their own will, rather than just wait for it to just uh, finish. Yeah, that's one of the things about the, the six bumi. But also, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, <coughs> how this this uh, presentation on the ten bumis on the on the bodhisattvas is really uh, uh, Chandrakirti, who is a follower of Nagarjuna, who's trying, who is really presenting. What is ma what what is Madhyamika Prasangika view? And and going through all that and finally getting to the sixth Bhumi, this is where the the text becomes. This is where the text is. Uh, it's the text, and it's it's basically showing, showing debating all the different schools, the non-Buddhist schools, the different other the di uh, different Buddhist schools, debating them about what is the final what is it, what is the wisdom what is the wisdom that takes you out of uh, out of the samsara what is that wisdom and there are different points of view as to what what that is <coughs> and <coughs> and the prasangika view of of that wisdom is is that it's it's com it's complete lack of inherent existence it's complete lack of inherent existence that's the wisdom that that you're perceiving and whatever wh whatever phenomena exists has complete lack of inherent existence. Okay, and Chandrakirti now is explaining what's uh, sort of 
uh, presenting the Bodhisattva now is at the highest degree of understanding this highest wisdom and it is the Prasangika view that the Bodhisattva is perceiving okay <coughs> perfectly so, so like the, it's like saying okay, get a, you, you don't believe what I'm saying okay become a Bodhisattva <laughs> get on the first get on the second and on the third get all those powers and by the time you get to the sixth Bhumi then you see that I'm right <laughs> okay something like that <coughs> now our purpose is not just wasn't just to uh, study the 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 Bhumis, but just an introduction to Buddhism. <laughs> this whole thing is just introduction to Buddhism, and and what we are talking about is the Mahayana tradition. The the Mahayana tradition. What is their what is their aim? What is their goal as a Mahayanist? Their goal as a Mahayanist is to become a, is to be a Bodhisattva, live for whatever many eons or whatever many lives to live as a Bodhisattva, and then to become a Buddha. And then as a Buddha, then it continues. That's the Mahayana idea. Okay. Now. <coughs> How many bodhisattvas, how many, how many beings, how many people, how many uh, encounters do you have where someone uh, introduces themselves and says, oh by the way, I'm a bodhisattva, I've, I've, been, uh, <laughs> I've been on the path for some time, this is my third time here on earth, but I've really uh, been outside your system. <laughs> uh, we don't meet that many people who can claim that, so it might be, I mean, uh, for, for the Hinayanas, it's it's uh, those who for the well the ones the group that the Mahayana is called the Hinayanas, right? Or the those who follow the little vehicle or the small vehicle. Okay, uh, for them they do they do say oh there's an Ahar who lives uh, down the street or there's a there's they they make those claims you know. And and they they even take you to that to that person and say this this person is a is an uh, Arya this person is a, or is has reached Nirvana this person is you not know, is an Arhat um, actually I was introduced to uh, three of them <laughs> okay so they, they they make those claims and they're not shy they're not shy about it and not shy not make those claims in a sense of uh, I think that guy is kind of thing but they, they say this guy is an Ahad because this guy has demonstrated to them everything that an Ahad is supposed to demonstrate to be an, an Ahad okay and that's their aim that's their goal okay so they have living proof in, the, in their own communities or at least in their own tradition of someone who has reached a goal that they say is worthy of reaching but as far as the Mahayana Mahayana is concerned uh, you, 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 you see people that you suspect and you hear about beings that you suspect but no one so far has really come out and said oh by the way I'm a Bodhisattva I'm on the sex Bhumi <laughs> or any, anything like that but, so what <coughs> the ideal of, for the Mahayanas those ideals live mainly in books in texts uh, as far as living ideals, living examples of, of, of these ideals, uh, only, we are, we are only uh, 
we have suspicions because if someone were to come out and say I am a Bodhisattva that person will sort of be doing the opposite of what a Bodhisattva is supposed to be doing Okay, so you can't really go out and, and you know, <coughs> write your name in the Bodhisattva book so people can have a list and see who's a Bodhisattva. <laughs> and you're supposed to pass a test or something, I don't know, and who's, who would be giving that test? <laughs> so, we have people like the Dalai Lama, we say, people, people say he's a Bodhisattva, not only the Bodhisattva, he's a, well, he's the, uh, the Buddha who, who masquerades as a Bodhisattva, the Bo- Buddha, Avarkiteshwara, right? Depending on uh, uh, whether you're Vajrayana or, or Sutrayana, you would say one would say Buddha, one would say a, a Bodhisattva. Okay, and you have I don't know who else. Like uh, you hear about, for example, that the Sakya Pandita was Manjushri, uh, Jason Gapa was Manjushri Vajrapani and Narutra all in one. So you hear things like that. But while they are alive, for example, while <coughs> While Jason Gaba was alive, for example, did he go around and say, "Oh, by the way, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm on Jewish okay, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> but no, but they do they mm. do sometimes say, mm. uh, "Oh, and then after I achieved full realization of uh, my direct uh, perception of emptiness, mm-hmm. right? There, there are claims like that made by uh, oh in the Jason <coughs> and." Uh, Marfa, like people have mm-hmm. said, like, oh, and then when I studied with this teacher, I I fully understood the you know interdependence of things, and I saw clearly that you know like I under I saw clearly the true nature of reality and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I make that claim, but not not necessarily. So that's a, just as big of a claim maybe as saying I'm a Bodhisattva. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the claim of I'm a Bodhisattva is much bigger. Than to say I've I've, I've uh, had direct uh, indirect uh, direct perception of the true nature of reality. Mm-hmm. Being a bodhisattva, the claim of a bodhisattva is much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the the one who's 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 uh, seen the true nature of reality may not necessarily be on the, may not necessarily be on the track of bodhisattva. Mm. And they may not be on the track of, of one day becoming a, a fully enlightened Buddha. But to one to say, I am a Bodhisattva, that person is saying, I am on the track of becoming a Buddha. Mm. Not that I aspire to it, not that I think it's nice, but I am deaf, I am on that. Mm. Yeah. So, <coughs> could you say then that you're a Bodhisattva in training? Oh, you could say that. A lot of people make that. Nobody can ask you to prove it. <laughs> just saying the word is already proof. It's just a proof. <laughs> Oops. Well, so the the, the the teachings on on the ten bumis is uh, what it means is it's those bodhisattvas on the on when they're on the bumis the explanation that is given about what their qualities what what they're capable of doing what they are what the knowledge that they have I mean those things are almost uh, astronomical 
just to be on the first Bhumi and you got ten Bhumis to go to, uh, you have, uh, if, you, if you consider Buddhahood like the last Bhumi right? if you, if you on just being on the first Bhumi you have all these qualities that it, it is explained that someone has and someone claims that they are a Bodhisattva and okay which Bhumi are you are you not oh, quite on the Bhumi yet or are you, are you still waiting to be on the first Bhumi so as long as <coughs> so when that, when that person makes a claim that they are a Bodhisattva on any of the Bhumis then they should be able to demonstrate to, to anybody the, the qualities because they are not just inner qualities that other people cannot see but they are also qualities that you can demonstrate okay okay now multiply yourself right now <laughs> Let me see a hundred of you right here, right now. Not tomorrow. <laughs> Not after you've, you, you, you set up something, but you know, right now, show me, give, show me a hundred emanations of yourself. Right here in this room. You don't, have the, don't go to Buddhahood, don't go to Buddha land. <laughs> you can claim that you, were, you went to Buddha land and you came back. Uh, there's no way for me to prove that to be true or not. Okay, but right here, right now in this room, multiply yourself to a hundred times. Of course, the thing is, be able to do that, that does not even make one a bodhisattva. It's not even a proof that one is a bodhisattva. Because someone cannot, may not even be a Buddhist, may not even be a, on the path, and they might be able to, to multiply themselves a hundred times. It's just, it's just something that you uh, are capable of doing just with the sheer power of meditation itself. There are so many things that you can do. So, this kind of demonstrations you can't really it's not really a definite proof that someone is a bodhisattva and the only the only thing that the only thing that can uh, the only I said the only proof for a bodhisattva is how they live their lives mostly right uh, are they are they mostly selfish or are they mostly uh, concerned about others are they mostly working for their own Happiness, or are they mostly working for the happiness of others? Okay, that's one of the m- m- that's one of the uh, clearer signs of someone is a bodhisattva or not. But still, someone could just be nice, right? Just because someone is very nice doesn't mean that they're bodhisattva. Right? So those these signs that these uh, signs and these uh, these things that we are reading about within the Mahayana everyone in the Mahayana is aspiring to be a Bodhisattva. That's, I mean, if, if you're within the Mahayana tradition consciously, you're aspiring to be a Bodhisattva. And <coughs> why? Because you have to be a Bodhisattva before you get to become a fully enlightened Buddha, which is your ultimate goal. Okay. So, this is sort of showing you, like, as far as, uh, for your own sake, it's con- for your own uh, sake is concerned, how you, you, you hear uh, sometimes people uh, ask, am I a Bodhisattva? Asking someone else to, to sort of tell them if, if, I'm a Bodhi, if they are a Bodhisattva. Am I a Bodhisattva? And the other person may not be able to, to, to make that uh, decision or make that judgment. So for in your own mind, knowing what, 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 what these qualities are, when you know, are you, are you truly capable of doing these things? Are you truly capable? Are, are you truly uh, someone who is truly possessed of these qualities, then in your own mind you know your bodhisattva. Then whether uh, whether or not other people recognize you as a bodhisattva or not doesn't matter. And you're not gonna 
maintain your aspiration as a bodhisattva depending on whether or not other people recognize you or not. Okay? You know, I've been working uh, for all my life with these people and they still don't know that I'm a bodhisattva yet. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. You know, a bodhisattva doesn't work that way. Okay? I mean, you can be in the middle of people who, who can't stand you, who hate you, who despise you, who work to, dest- work to destroy you, and yet you don't show any sign that you're bodhisattva, and, in, and you maintain your attitude as a, as a bodhisattva. Now, also, these, these, uh, these descriptions are also to help, to help your aspiration, to help you know what you are capable of doing, what you're capable of, of, of realizing. All these, all these qualities that you are reading about these bodhisattvas from the first movie, second movie, all so forth, these are potentials that you have within yourself that you can realize. Yes, you, when you are on the sixth bhumi, you can enter into meditative state where, where, you, where you are experiencing complete cessation of, you know, of, uh, you know, it seems like existence has come to, a, to, an, to, a, to an end. And, and somehow you maintain some degree of it's not like, it's not like uh, you go, uh, you become unconscious for a while and you come out of that unconscious state. But you enter into a state with, which is, you're clearly aware that you're in that state and what you're experiencing, you're experiencing complete cessation. And from within that state, you're able to do, you're able to, still able to, uh, to, uh, to, to manifest some degree of, I don't know, some degree of selfhood or something like that. I don't know how else to put that. Okay. Um, that's probably not attractive to you. <laughs> Doesn't sound attractive to you. Well, I'd like, like to be able to do that. No. But, uh, like for the, the, the sixth Bhumi Bodhisattva uh, is capable of going to, uh, to see a Buddha directly. If you want to, I mean, for the first Bhumi Bodhisattva is capable, is capable of doing that. But when you're when you're on any of the Bhumis, the fact of a Buddha is not just an, uh, an ideal that is really encountered either in books or in people's words, but something that you can experience directly. You can experience experience that fact directly. You can go to a Buddha, fully enlightened Buddha, and get teachings from them. Okay. Uh, well, other other qualities also. Now th- we are about to. Th- there isn't much to to say about the seventh, eighth, and ninth. The the last the last boomies. There because the qualities are so high. <laughs> you really can't talk about. There, there isn't much to, to 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 say about them. Okay. And then finally. Uh, Buddhahood will, will, will be presented what are the qualities of the Buddha of, of a fully enlightened Buddha and again these are said to inspire to inspire to know that to, to make you become aware of what you are capable of doing what is a mind is, what is a mind capable of achieving okay. alright so uh, the Bodhisattva from the from the moment that the, that a being becomes a full uh, a full fledged bodhisattva, not a Buddha, 
by the full-fledged bodhisattva that is it's not just uh, aspiring to have bodhicitta but has complete realization of bodhicitta already there are a lot of qualities in uh, a lot of qualities that are developed simultaneously at that point that are you know uh, beyond normal uh, uh, human, beyond a normal sentient being and when that bodhisattva, with all those qualities, all those qualities are just keep increasing exponentially uh, every, every step of the way th- until Buddhahood is, is achieved. And, uh, and there are points where these uh, transformations occur, you could say, in a, uh, in a drastic, in a drastic, dramatic, dramatic form. And that's where the Bhumis are, right? So it's not that those qualities from uh, before the Bodhisattva is on the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva remains as the Bodhisattva from the moment which got bodhi, became a Bodhisattva, that is, realized Bodhicitta, and all those qualities that came there, and they remain as they are until suddenly first Bhumi and then a, ch- a complete transformation takes place. But more gradually, working on removing uh, uh, those qualities that are, that are separating the, the, that bodhisattva from the bodhisattva ahead of, ahead of that bodhisattva. Okay. So the, the, the things that are what's in the continuum of one bodhisattva that distinguishes that bodhisattva from the one above are th- uh, absences, uh, or not absences, but, but uh, different degrees of, of uh, seeds of ignorance, different degrees of seeds of delusion. Okay, so as the bodhisattva is working on removing those seeds of delusions, then they experience those the, the bhumis. Okay, and at the same time, simultaneously, because of removing those seeds of of delusion, they are capable of of uh, manifesting one of the perfections in a in an ex- exceptional way. Right, so. The, and it goes in, in the order of you know uh, the first perfection all the way to the tenth perfection. All these come in, in that order. So the first thing that the Bodhisattva, the first, all of the Bodhisattva before even becoming uh, a first Bhumi Bodhisattva is practicing all ten perfections. But each one of the perfections becomes uh, exceptionally. Uh, exceptionally manifest in a bodhisattva, b- having removed a particular seed of a particular delusion. Okay. So, from the perfection of giving all the way to the last perfection, which is interesting perfection. It, it, it's called the perfection of um, it's the perfection of knowledge. Okay, not the perfection of wisdom, the perfection of knowledge or ex- exalted knowledge. Okay. So. In, in between what the Bodhisattva is doing is removing uh, seeds. That means by removing seeds, that means when that Bodhisattva removes that, the Bodhisattva no longer, uh, there is no longer any potential for that Bodhisattva to ever experience that ever again in the, in, in for the rest of, the, of that Bodhisattva's existence. Okay. Like when the Bodhisattva removes the seed of, uh, of desire, for example, so there is, n- there is not there is an, uh, there bo- even if the Bodhisattva wanted to I mean the Bodhisattva can faint or can uh, pretend to but the Bodhisattva can never have that seed ever, ever of desire 
okay, or attachment ever in their continuum because the seed for it is completely gone. Okay. So remember the five obscurations, the seed of the five, the five obscurations, or the five obstacles to there's some meditation. Yeah, uh, doubt. Doubt. Laziness. Laziness. Dysfunctional guilt. Uh-huh. Uh Desirous attachment. Mm-hmm. Anger. Yeah. Okay. So, as a regular, as regular sentient beings, these things are not just in our continuum as seeds, but they manifest, and some of them manifest more strongly than others. For some people, doubt is stronger than than this, this functional guilt, and for some others, attachment is stronger than anger from others, anger, so forth. But they all man, they all manifest. They all they are manifesting in, in their deg- various degrees in the in a stream of a normal person. Okay, and for that normal person to get a true taste of 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 a of a true meditative meditation meditative state, that person must uh, subdue the, those manifestations to a, to, a, to a degree where the, the mind can experience some degree of, of uh, equanimity, some degree of, of uh, one-pointedness that can become uh, a, a power for that person to actually bring about certain, uh, certain, certain, certain manifestations or certain uh, changes in, in their life, in their, conti- in their existence. But for that, for the normal person, all they can do is subdue the manifestations. They cannot do anything to the seeds. Okay. And once you've achieved, once you become a bodhisattva, just the experience <coughs> of, just the realization of being a bodhisattva subdues, does, does um, uh, the, the, the subjugation. The seeds are still there, but they cannot manifest anymore the way they used to manifest in the mind of a regular person. So it may appear for, from, a, from a normal person's, uh, normal, well, a regular person, well, <laughs> yeah, from a regular person's point of view, it may seem like that Bodhisattva is completely free of those, of those things. But they're not free yet. The seeds the seed still remain in their minds. They just are not manifesting because of the power of Bodhicitta. Okay. And now, once with that with the realization of bodhicitta, and with the uh, now that because those ob- obs- obscurations are now uh, uh, subdued, that the bodhisattva can enter deep meditative states, which with it's easier for bodhisattva to enter deep meditative states than so, than a normal person, okay? Because those things. Because what keeps us from experiencing meditative, deep meditative state is that these things are active. And, and the work that we are doing to get to meditative state is basically subduing them. And that takes a lot of work. And when you finally are able to subdue them after a few years, then you're able to experience m- meditation. But when you come out of meditation, they come, out, they come back up again. And they, and they, and they, are, they are manifest again. Perhaps not with the same degree, as they did before because you were doing all that work of subduing them. So it becomes easier for you to subdue them. And you, you have to go through the process of subduing them and then you, you achieve meditative state. You come out of it and they're back again but, not, but you're a bit more powerful because you know how to subdue them. You have, you have the experience of subduing them. So you subdue them. So that's your work. 
until you achieve some degree, some realization. Okay. So once you achieve bodhicitta, now they are subdued all the time. Okay. Maybe and depending on the bodhisattva, maybe one of them might faintly man- be manifesting. Okay. So now with your with 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 them being uh, suppressed to a good degree, and now the bodhisattva has bodhicitta present. Now the bodhisattva now when the bodhisattva is uh, meditating on the true nature of reality then that experience, the direct ex- perception of, of uh, the true nature of reality, the impact of that uh, creates a dynamic change in the Bodhisattva's uh, mind, the Bodhisattva's continuum. And, 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 and what happens is one of these obscurations, one of their seeds gets destroyed. Okay? And at the same time, there's the... The remember the nine levels of uh, innate. Yeah, big, 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 big medium, big, small, small and, and, and the other That's and the other permutations. Okay, these are the nine levels of innate ignorance or innate grasping to true to true existence. So there's the intellectual form, and then there's the innate form of of ignorance. The intellectual form of, of ignorance is completely, the seed for it is completely sub- subdued or completely destroyed at the first Bhumi. At the second Bhumi, now the Bodhisattva is, is, is working on destroying the seeds of innate ignorance and they, and they come in nine forms. And at the same time, while going from the first to the, to the sixth Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is also destroying the seeds of those five delusions, desire, anger, uh, dysfunctional, dysfunctional guilt, uh, laziness, and doubt, and, and in that order, and at at the destruction of the the seed for ever experiencing doubt, the bodhisattvas, everything, all the qualities that the bodhisattva had before becomes like sharper and clearer, and 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 and, and when the bodhisattva now enters into meditation and sees emptiness directly again then that experience propels the bodhisattva into, into, into a, 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 another ground okay. now at the sixth bhumi the bodhisattva is now uh, uh, say, uh, has reached up, you could say the, the no, there are ten bumis, so the Bodhisattva has reached, has gone more than halfway. <coughs> okay, and because having gone more than halfway, now the Bodhisattva is 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 is, uh, is said to to how do you say? The Bodhisattva is called. There are two different ways of uh, name for the Bodhisattva. They're called manifest and also uh, what's that one? The one. Well, the Bodhisattva is, is called that because the Bodhisattva is now capable of, is close to manifesting Buddhahood. Okay. Now, the six perfections as, as we know them are, are, are we, we've, we've exhausted them. Now, there are four more that the Bodhisattva is, is going to be perfecting. And do you know what the four, these other, these other perfections are? Yeah, you mentioned one, the... Mm. Knowledge. Yes, skill. F- that, that w- that's the last one. Last one, yeah. Mm. 
Well, these last four are permutations or expressions of the last of the number six, which is their their kinds of wisdoms. Okay. The the number seven is skillful means. Number oh, eight is yeah, oh, one of them is like gathering students. Oh no, not that one. Uh, yeah, these those are called the four means of of of. Uh, of gathering students, <laughs> and sometimes the sometimes these last four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sometimes these four are put at the last of, of the four of the four of the the last of the the last that makes the ten perfections. Right, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, but uh, these are not the ones that are being mentioned here. It's skillful means, and as part of skillful means, is a way of gathering disciples right. skillfully, be an example, and things like that. The, no, the the next one is well, well let's see if you if they grab you <laughs> okay skillful means that grabs you a little bit right prayer no that's one of the powers <laughs> one of the perfections it's called the, the perfection of prayer uh-huh. okay and the next one after that is the perfection of this kind of strange uh, perfection of force and the last one is the one I mentioned is the perfection of you know, exalted knowledge or something like that or, or, or knowledge okay. now the exalted knowledge and skillful means you sort of uh, you can see yourself aspiring to it because it's something that yeah but, but what does prayer and force <laughs> got to do with it how, how are these perfections I mean force doesn't I mean for a lot of people that mm. I never understood this but I think it, I, it must be a thing people like to have power right yeah, I mean, like uh, to be like a power, like a president or mm. like that sort of thing. I mean, the I never understood that so much. Mm. I guess it's not, you know, like I, I understand money more than power. Like <laughs> those are the two, those are two of the big ones, right? Yeah, money, power. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so power, like that, that would that would uh, we call be as you said, uh, grab some people. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> now what about prayer now? Prayer is one of the one of the perfections. I mean, already the the you said bodhisattva and the first bumi. Um, I think the first bumi can go visit the Buddha, mm-hmm. right? So then, I mean, pr- prayer would if you for me perfecting prayer would be something like that, like because usually people pray and they they're just hoping that someone's listening. Mm-hmm. But for me, perfection of prayer would be you actually see the person that you're praying to, mm. uh, and something like that. Like mm. perfection of prayer would be you can actually go to a Buddha's, uh, like where they where they're living, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, well, I guess there are there are two forms of prayer. There's a prayer where you're sort of like uh, the one you're describing, where you're uh, asking for help. Asking for help. And there's another prayer, which is simply the prayer of of uh, uh, it's like uh, just w- wishing, wishing it was dedicating yourself to him or something. Uh, no, not much. No. No, so, so much that it's a uh, faith. Faith. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's sort of connected, but uh, is it Tibetan rela? What's the Tibetan word for prayer? Perfection of prayer. Perfection of or prayer. What's the word again? 
Mönnlam. Well, that's one kind of bodhicitta, right? Munsem. Munsem, right? Yeah. Is the name for the one you get before you actually. There's like. The actual. Prayer. Prayer bodhisattva. Wishing to be a bodhisattva and then actually engaging bodhisattva. Like different. Yeah, those are the two. So. It's the same, that same word. Right. So, the prayer in a sense of having an aspiration and being able to fulfill it. It's like, uh, I mean, take your life as an example where you have, you have various aspirations to do certain things. There are certain, some of those aspirations you, you fulfill already. Some of them, you're still waiting to, to fulfill them. So you can say the capacity to fulfill those aspirations that's the power of prayer. Okay. Like uh, the example is given, like uh, someone then mm-hmm. wouldn't then. I mean, then, then wouldn't that would be the top one? Because um, with the top one capacity to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just a question. Does it have? I mean, one of the things about prayer and, and that you ask for things that you think that you need and want, but you really don't need them or want them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're misdirected mm-hmm. in your aspirations. Mm-hmm. And so, is there any part of it? <laughs> is there any? Is there any part of it that when they're saying prayer, do they mean you know prayer that's guided by uh, meaningful aspirations? talking about the right now the, the bodhisattva who is now has perfected the power the perfection of prayer is the seventh bodhisattva oh, okay. right. seventh so bodhisattva. that would be you would assume that that's already correct yeah that it's correct prayer yeah you have to assume okay. yeah and, I mean the 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 perfection of prayer is the prayer that uh, aspires to fulfill those two aims. That one, become a fully enlightened Buddha for the sake of others, and also that others be removed from suffering. Okay. So that, those, that that's, that's, it still remains the aspiration of the Bodhisattva. And prayers are, you know, like for example, you encounter, a Bodhisattva encounters a sentient being, and then a Bodhisattva may not have the capacity to help that Buddha, that being, that being, uh, right then and there, so the Bodhisattva would have an aspiration for that being to be helped in, in whatever way that needs. <coughs> so, depending on the the 
the level of that bodhisattva that would determine wh- how fast or, or how whether or not or how fast that aspiration gets fulfilled. So that's the the power of aspiration of the of the bodhisattva who is now on the on the pure bunis they call him. The bodhisattva is now what the bodhisattva is the aspirations that the bodhisattva is able to fulfill. The bodhisattva is able to fulfill them much faster than the bodhisattva earlier. Okay, so that's the power they have achieved in, in that in that sense. Okay. So you have uh, perfection of skillful means, the perfection of prayer, the perfection of uh, force, and the perfection of of uh, the last one, perfection of knowledge, ex- exceptional knowledge, exalted knowledge. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when the Bodhisattva leaves the seventh to the eighth, I mean the sixth to the seventh Bhumi, the the Bodhisattva has already removed all the the seeds to all the the five or uh, uh, the obscurations that we mentioned. Now the seeds that remain are only the seeds for innate grasping, innate uh, ignorance. So at the first bumi, which which innate ignorance was removed? Trick question. Yeah, it's not an innate. You said it's a. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the intellectual form is removed. The one you get, you acquire throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's called intellectual, intellectual ignorance. That's more like a sense of who you are, mm-hmm. like I'm a boy, I'm this sort of stuff, right? As opposed to in, innate is like, I just know that there's like a self and another. Like even even insects have that. Yeah, even yeah, that's the innate one. Even insect. If you're a sentient being, you have that you have that ignorance, whether you know of a word called ignorance or not, or even if you even if you're able to contemplate ignorance or not, you have that. If you're a sentient being, you're not an Arya, you're not Buddha yet. But but an insect wouldn't have the first one. The intellectual deformed. Yeah. Yeah, in some sense. They would. Yeah. But um, how, less so than a human being. Why? Because there's less people informing them of who they are. No, no. It, the human being goes goes about trying to figure figure out their existence, and they are guided by their ignorance. And all those conclusions that they draw are mostly wrong. Uh, so it's it's kind of through your own investigation you come to a mm. some sort of understanding about who you are, and that's what you lose at the first level. No, the wrong understanding that you you, you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's the with the intellectual form. They are also said to be acquired. You acquire them in that life. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, at the second bumi, they get rid of. You get rid of which one of the innate you get rid of. Big big yeah. Big big. Uh, okay, now let's go. On the third bumi, you get rid of. Big medium. Big medium. Big small. Wait a minute. Second boomy, right? Second boomy. Second boomy is big, big. big. Third, Third boomy is big. <laughs> Fourth boomy, big small. Big small. Fifth boomy, uh, medium big. No. Well, I guess it depends on. Yeah, medium big. Medium big. Medium yeah. Right, we start medium with big, small. then it's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Medium big. Medium big. Medium, then six is medium, medium. 
Mm -hmm. Seven medium small, mm -hmm. eight small big. Okay, so at the seventh bumi, do you get rid of? Small, medium, uh, big, uh, <laughs> medium, small. <laughs> medium, small. You can't go back. <laughs> yeah, seven is medium, small. Okay, medium, small. Okay, so now for the last three, eight, nine, and ten. The smalls. Only the smalls remain. Yeah. Okay. Now the small ones are really, these are the obstacles to omniscience. Everything up to the seventh. Uh, the seventh is medium, small, medium small. Okay, medium small. Everything up to the seventh now has been uh, uh, obs uh, obs the obstacles that have kept you in in sams in samsara because of possessing in one of those innate forms of ignorance. That's what has kept you in samsara in some form or another. Okay. And, and, and having gone beyond the seventh bumi and uh, having reached the eighth bumi now you're free of all the obstacles you're free of all the uh, I mean free of you're free of all the seeds that would give you rebirth in samsara so at the eighth bumi you've actually reached a form of nirvana okay. you know one thing I don't understand about this mm -hmm. about so but um, when we're talking about the, the different levels, like medium, big, and this sort of stuff, uh -huh. um, on the eighth, you're working on removing small, big. You're mm -hmm. already working on the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, on the eighth, you remove small, big. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So then wouldn't you already be in Arhat on the seventh? Because at the seventh, you've removed all the ones that aren't the small ones. Yeah, you move. You remove small, big. Uh, you remove uh, medium, small. Medium, small. So on the seventh, Bumi, you're already in Arhat. No, medium, small. You still have one small left. No. On the seventh. On the seventh, well, you, you have one. Yeah, small, last small. Medium. That's on your last seven. medium on uh -huh. the seventh. Yeah. And then. Eight, nine, and ten are small. Uh, small. Uh huh. Yeah, but so I, it, on the eighth bumi, you already removed some of the small. You removed small big. On the eighth bumi. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already removed some of the uh, obstacles to omniscience. Yeah. Yeah, but so then you were already in arhat on the seventh. No. <laughs> uh, but you said this, so the smalls are the obstacles to omniscience. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So once you remove the big and the medium. You're an arhat. Y you move big and medium. Mm -hmm. Then you're an arhat. No. No. Or no. <laughs> so at the seventh, yeah, you are at the very last, and and you continue. Then you get then you get rid of everything. Con you you get rid of all the obstacles. Uh, not all the obstacles. Yeah, they call them obstacles. The. Uh, yeah, uh, all the liberation obstacles. Right. Yeah, but you you don't achieve that liberation until the eighth. Well, you don't finish getting rid of the liberation obstacles until you leave seven. Until you leave seven. Until you go to eight. Well, then there's something wrong about the way we've been counting it because if, like you say, on the first, hmm? if on the second you you totally remove. Big big. Big big. On the second, you totally remove big big. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. So once you reach the second, you totally remove big big. Or once you're on the 
you're still on the second, you're removing Big Big. Oh, no. That. On the, on, on what, 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 what is it that makes the Bodhisattva someone who's on the first? Is that they have removed intellectually formed. Ah, so once you're on the seventh, you've removed all the mediums. Yeah. Ah, so then once you're on the seventh, you've removed everything except for obstacles to omniscience. Yeah. So then you're an arhat. No. You've removed all of the new <laughs> Isn't arhat mean you remove all the ninja? Yeah, all the, all all the delusions are removed. Yeah, so then, like what you just said, on mm-hmm. the first one you've already removed intellectually formed self-grasping. Uh-huh. On the second you've already removed the big big, right? Yeah. On the seventh you've already removed all the big and all the medium. Uh huh. So then you're an arhat. No, you're not an arhat. Ah, yeah. Why? <laughs> why is that? Okay. So I. I Exactly what you're about. <laughs> what? I don't understand. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a uh, ancient. When well, I say call it ancient, but one of the earlier translations of a of, the, of, a, of a Buddhist term in English, outflows. Uh, I was I was going to be something about the dark ages. <laughs> outflows is a translation of. No, the outflows are removed. Oh, you've, you've come to be free of the outflows by the eighth. Okay. O- on the on the eighth, that's when all the outflows are. Okay, well, that's the question. Yeah. When you remove the outflows, then you then you enter the eighth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does outflows mean? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same as as obscurations. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it's. Once the Bodhisattva having entered the eighth bumi, yeah, at that point that Bodhisattva is free, uh, and they have removed small big, small big, uh, yeah. So they've already no. started removing. Wait a minute, small big. No, they're working on small medium and small small. Yeah. Right. Right. Small medium, seventh bodhisattva. Removes it. Yeah. Removes it. And then enters into the eighth. Ah, uh, but then that's different. So then so then on the first bumi you're mm-hmm. going through the process of removing intellectually formed self grasping. On the first bumi. Yeah. And then you totally remove intellectually formed self grasping and that's what propels you to move to the second movement. No. Ah, but then there's some something there, okay. There's something there, meaning what? I mean, so something about the big, big, small, 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 small that we're not uh, fully... Isn't it a confusion, like I said, um, whether 
you know, when you get to a point and you say, I'm one years old, uh-huh. that's the anniversary of, your, of your, the date of your birth. Mm-hmm. And so you've already, but you're already two, you've already started into your second year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the confusion, I think, sort of follows that logic where, you know, is when you get to the second booming, have you accomplished your first year? Have you accomplished the first thing? And now you're on the second booming, which is the which is more of an anniversary thing rather than that you started to do it. If you say the second one is to be is the end of the first year or the beginning of the second year. And then we can <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's that's the right issue, but Yeah, in, in some societies I mean that's what they do. Right, like in the in the in Tibetan society you start yeah. at you're born at one. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. when you get to the end of the year mm. And so that's what I'm saying is if you're if you're placing the concept at the anniversary of it, the accomplishment of it, mm-hmm. your birth, and the anniversary of the accomplishment of it, then then it seems like you've got one year ahead. It's like centuries. Mm-hmm. The twenty first century is still two thousand because the centuries and the and the the time date from zero to hundred mm-hmm. are out of sync by one register. So I was wondering if that's the problem or we're not focused on which register we're talking about. So if you say the 21st century or 2000, then you would get confused. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the first hundred years occur in the first century. Yeah. And... Right, so then, so the question is, for the second booming, Mm -hmm. have you accomplished the first hundred years? Have you accomplished that when you enter into the second booming? Or when you enter into the second room, you mm-hmm. start doing it. No, that's why when Brian's looking at it, he's saying, wait a minute, you've got one extra. Yes, you have, having accomplished. So you've accomplished. It's it. having accomplished. So the first hundred years are over, so you've, you've accomplished your first thing as you enter, and that's what gives you the ability to enter into the second room. Yeah. So then they all add up. Right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, so at the seventh room, you've, you've removed all the hundred. Yeah, at the end of the seventh movie, you remove all the ninjutsu. No, I- upon entering. No, upon entering, no. No, at, 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 at the end. Of at the end of it. So upon entering the first movie, you remove intellectual self-grasping. No, at, as you enter the second, the first movie is the first time no. you're, you're working on it. Upon the entering, first movie, you've been working yeah. on it for the upon first hundred years. Mm? Upon entering, uh huh. The first movie, uh huh. You completely removed intellectual self-grasping. Okay, go ahead. Upon entering the second bumi, you've completely removed big, big. Uh-huh. Upon entering the third, you've completely removed big, medium. Keep going. And upon entering the fourth, you've completely removed big, small. Upon entering the fifth, you've completely removed medium, big. Upon mm-hmm. entering the sixth, you've completely removed medium, medium. Upon entering the seventh, you've completely removed medium, small. You've removed all of the Yundrip upon entering Bumi 7. So you are an Arhat upon reaching Bumi 7. No. Ah, no, but <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's, it's just out of register. So you don't really start removing the intellectual. What's the first one? Yeah, but he's Inter- not, he's not admitting to that. Intellectually formed. Okay, intellectually formed. Do you start? 
not start accomplishing removing intellectually formed to begin the sec second boomy and come the moving into the third boomy is when you have accomplished that? Or is that out of register? Well, let's, let's even be, uh, start before that. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> Bodhisattva achieves uh, uh, the, uh, the person practices, realizes bodhicitta. We've taken that path. With bodhicitta in their mind, they start meditating on emptiness. The, uh, uh, meditation gets sharper, meditation gets... Uh, until, until they get to the point where the meditation is strong enough where they can have a direct perception of emptiness. At that moment, when they have a direct perception of emptiness, that experience itself removes intellectually formed... Uh, intellectually formed self-grasping, uh, self and then they're called the first boom. And they call the first boomy. Ah, so yeah. Okay. And then they start now as the first boomy uh, bodhisattva. Bodhisattva is now working on getting rid of big big. big, big. Huh. On the first boomy, the bodhisattva finally gets rid of big big, and then emerges out of that into the second boomy. So, the Bodhisattva is now on the, on the seventh boomy, or, or should we start one, go on the sixth? <coughs> no, that's fine. So, when, uh, so, on the sixth, they're working on removing medium small. Mm -hmm. So, from the transfer from six to seven is completely removing all of the mediums. Mm -hmm. So, now they're a mm -hmm. arhat upon reaching the seventh boomy. And on the seventh, what do they have left? Seventh, they're working on the obscurations to omniscience. No, on the eighth they begin to obscuration. No, okay. <laughs> so you do it with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> obscuration to omniscience starts to be removed on the eighth movie. Yeah, that's right. And the reason you're uh, no, no, no. Uh, so you have big, small, medium, small, and no, small. No, wrong. Small. The, on the seventh, you start to remove the uh, small. Uh, you start from obscurity to omniscience. Look at the last three, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So you have the three smalls. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's something wrong with how we're starting from the beginning. Just go backwards. Start at ten and go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, it's, all right, so start at ten and go backwards. Mm -hmm. so, so on ten you're working on removing small, small. Yeah. On nine you're working on removing small, medium. Uh-huh. On eight, you're working on removing small, big. Uh -huh. Six, seven. Uh, seven. <laughs> 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 nice try. <laughs> seven, you're working on removing uh, medium, small. So you're not an archive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, you're not an archive. <laughs> Six, you're working on removing medium, medium. Mm -hmm. Five, you're working on removing small, uh, medium, big. Mm -hmm. Four, you're working on removing big, big small. small. Thank you. Uh, three, you're working on removing big medium. Two, you're working on removing big big. One, you're working on removing uh, intellectually formed self-grasping. So on the first boomy, you're still working on removing intellectually formed self-grasping. It would seem that way. It would seem that way. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> now something is happening between seven and eight. If we go backwards like that, yeah. then we get to the point where then there's, there's a conflict with what you said before mm -hmm. that once you become a bodhisattva meditation on emptiness mm -hmm. 
completely removing intellectually formed self-grasping upon reaching the first Bhumi mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because then when we go backwards as Ed suggested we get to the point that on the second you're working on removing big big mm -hmm. and then on the first you're working on removing intellectually formed so either way if you count from the beginning or count from the end you get to a point where something doesn't add up yeah the seventh seems to be that's when you become an ahat yeah it if seems we go from yeah if we start with mm -hmm. yeah but then we go backwards then we have to say that the first one you haven't removed intellectual form self grasping you're still working on it mm -hmm. No, you're not working on it. Ah, so then, so then you're not had on the seventh. <laughs> no, you're not had on the eighth. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're still working on removing your place from self-grasping on the first. <laughs> Definitely, on the eighth, that's when you become a, that's when you become an ah. I've heard this before. As, yeah. as you mm -hmm. enter the eighth, right, when yeah, you become a, yeah. when you become you that cusp, mm -hmm. right? I, I, I heard that before. But then that doesn't add up. Upon upon inter upon becoming an eighth Bhumi Bodhisattva, you have you have that you have behind you no more you you're, you you have behind you a being who used to have delusions. Right. All the medium and the big yeah. are all the, the 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 seventh Bhumi Bodhisattva had the last within the continuum had the last of the obscuration to liberation. And upon reaching the eighth bhumi, that obscuration, that obstacle to reaching liberation is removed. So at the eighth bhumi, the Bodhisattva is now uh, an ahat. Right. Now the Bodhisattva has the obscurations to uh, omniscience to be removed. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you have. Uh, the uh, first obscuration to be removed is at the eighth. Second obscuration to be removed at the ninth to four omniscience, mm -hmm. and the last obscuration to omniscience is removed on the tenth. Mm -hmm. So once you remove that mm -hmm. at the tenth, that's when you have no more obscuration to neither omniscience nor to liberation. Mm -hmm. Then uh, uh, Buddhahood is, is, is achieved. Mm -hmm. What might be the the eleventh stage or something? Okay, so. The, the between the seventh and the eighth, the seventh possesses still the seed for, of samsara, mm -hmm. and the eighth, upon reaching the eighth, the very reaching of the eighth is is having completely removed the seeds for samsaric existence. Any seed for samsaric existence. <coughs> so now the the sixth Bhumi Bodhisattva had perfected wisdom. This the, the seventh Bhumi Bodhisattva is perfecting uh, or perf is not cannot perfect skillful means because their delusion is very slight because their delusion is very slight they only have a tiny little seed of, 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 of a delusion that, that will make them be born in samsara and at the eighth Bhumi now what one of the things that, that makes the Bodhisattva on the eighth Bhumi such a uh, uh, so exceptional at the power of prayer, because, and this is, this is to confuse you more, <laughs> at the seventh Bhumi, when they are approaching the eighth Bhumi, 
the Bodhisattva is making a lot of prayers already. And the prayer that the Bodhisattva is making at that, at that moment is, may I not fully enter Nirvana. Having entered Nirvana, may I continue, even though I am in Nirvana, may I continue to work for, for, the, for the sake of sentient beings. Okay? And the prayer that the Bodhisattva makes at that point is a uh, very powerful prayers of compassion and for also entreating the, 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 the Buddhas, please don't let me go. Don't, don't let me, don't una allow me to be sucked into Nirvana. Okay. And because of, because, because you could say because of the skillful means that they have on the seventh Bhumi and because of the prayers that they are making on the seventh Bhumi, they are, they are, by the time they reach the eighth Bhumi, they have perfected the capacity, the ability to, 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 uh, the, the, the perfection of prayer. They are, they are perfected. They, they are, they are, uh, they exhale at the perfection of prayer. And the reason that they said that they are excel at the, at, at, at that level is because they are still, because of the power of the prayer that they started on the seventh, they are still capable of engaging sentient beings even though they no longer have the seeds for samsaric existence. And also, the, the, the aspirations uh, that they could have made at the, at the first Bhumi or the second Bhumi would have taken them uh, hundreds of eons to gather the force necessary to bring that into fruition. Now they can do it in one, in, in one, in one instant, in one moment. So, so prayer is really, you know, uh, almost as if willing something to happen, and and th- that's where th- I would say when when Ed mentioned faith, and it's not so much the faith the way we understand it in, uh, like you know, faith in a sense of uh, some other power although you don't see he's, he's going to help you kind of, kind of faith like the faith in what do you call that kind of faith uh, mm. theistic I guess it would, it would, it would fall under, under, under that kind of uh, description theistic faith but uh, it's a faith where like acceptance of what you don't see something, something like that uh, accepting as real something that you have n- no way of 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 uh, affirming, affirming, but this kind of faith blind is. Faith. I don't. I'm, I was afraid of to say <laughs> blind faith, <laughs> but it's not. But uh, blind faith has a sense of uh, complete ignorance, like the object of that you're directing the faith towards doesn't exist. That would be more like a blind faith. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily that doesn't exist. You don't know if it exists or not. Right? It's blind. Mm-hmm. Like I have faith that you know, Damian mm-hmm. was uh, the, that the guy's still sleeping or whatever upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if either way mm-hmm. he is or is. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't fall more in um, that wouldn't necessarily fall in the category of, of faith. Like you know, Damian. Perception. You know, Damian. Yeah, more like uh, perception. You know, Damian. You know he's asleep. But you just don't know whether he's still asleep or not, if he's awake, like because you step out the room. But that. Well, if somebody tells me 
Mm-hmm. If someone tells you oh, that he's still up there, he's still up there. Uh-huh. And then I, if I believe that that, but I'm blind, then I have no sort of real knowledge about it. Mm. Well, I can I can sort of uh, see it, uh, put it that way, putting blind faith in there, like uh, like you accepting the person's word rather than your direct perception. But it's based on or you both know Jamyang, and you know both know what sleeping is, and you both saw Jamyang experiencing that. But you, you yourself don't know if Jamyang woke up or not, yeah. and now you depe- you're uh, depending on someone's word because it's the thing is all these things are things that it, that pertain to what you experience as existing thing. But it could be something that you never experience as existing, uh-huh. and and to accept its existence that it exists that, that now that it exists that it cannot actually affect you. Uh-huh. That w- that way, uh, I would p- put more the the, the, the um, thing of, of blind faith. Right. Okay. Okay. So, but there can be something where you don't see the its existence, but <coughs> through reasoning you can uh, you can reason that the possibility of it of, of it existing, mm-hmm. and your reasoning is not faulty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that one is is is, is doesn't fall into the category of what is called blind faith here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even though you don't perceive it, but it, there's reasonable, there's reason that it that it can exist. Okay, so there's that kind of faith, and the faith more I'm, uh, I'm referring to here is more like a a, a a sense of of confidence, and like an exalted uh, sense of confidence. Uh, when the when the Buddhists have a uh, is making a prayer and aspiring for something. The Bodhisattva is completely uh, con- convinced, even though the Bodhisattva does may not see that particular uh, event manifest into into existence. But the Bodhisattva uh, understand the mechanisms around it, and understand and the and the mechanisms are true. In themselves, that they can produce such an effect. Okay, uh, so it's more it's more like a, f- a faith where almost there's a sense of confidence. There's a sense of uh, it's like a, you have a sense of confidence that you can become something. That you can you know, that you can uh, even though you're not there yet, but all the all the means of getting there, you, you, you have full faith. You, you, you have full direct knowledge of them. Okay, more like a. Uh, go ahead, save me. Faith, faith based on knowledge. Uh huh. So your faith is based on the knowledge that you can. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because you understand, and since you understand, then. You know that you're that what you ask for and what you do will accomplish what you intend. Mm-hmm. So it, you can say when the Bodhisattva on the earlier Bhumi is, is aspiring or is uh, you know praying for some for for an outcome, uh, the Bodhisattva has all those other things accompanying that prayer. So if, if if the seeds for that were, were there, the seed of that would be accompanying that. So, and and it, it's not so much that you know, uh, 
may Buddha pink come and then rescue this person from this thing it's not so much that kind of a prayer it's, it's may that condition of that person be gone and then and, and just uh, the aspiration itself has a force in it has a power in it to affect that and, and what will determine how fast that uh, the, this manifest <coughs> depends on the on the on the on the power of the Bodhisattva who's making that uh, aspiration, so that the Bodhisattva, him or herself, actually, one day gets to the point where they're able to remove that that condition. So it's not so much a prayer that someone will come and and do do something, but that they themselves will will have the power to be able to to, to do it. Okay. So it's like uh, what did I say. I'll, I'll give you the, this as an example. Uh, your your bodhisattva who has no who has the, who has no money. Okay. And then you you meet a condition of a sentient being who needs money. Okay. So you you make an aspiration for that person to have that money. Okay. And because of the power of your aspiration you somehow, that aspiration guide you to, to where you can get the money to give that person. You see how the aspiration is guiding the result. So before you encountered this person, you, you had no aspiration to get money. Okay? But somehow, by the power of your aspiration, you're able to get into that so you can make use of it. Uh, that's good. I mean, it, okay. it just kind of reminded me that you're taking the effect and causing the cause. Yeah. Yeah. With the effect. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so at the uh, at the the so that what you're saying is um, Ed, <laughs> what you're saying is once you reach that, that was it the seventh? Uh huh. No, it's the eighth. Where you perfect prayer? Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, eighth. Mm hmm. You perfect prayer. Then it's then you once you wish it, it happens. But like that. Yeah. But, uh, but before then, it would take a while for it to happen. Yeah. Something? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's kind of instantaneous now. Well, uh, not not necessarily every single every single prayer you you have happens instantaneously. But, but what would have happened? What would have taken even eons to come to fruition can happen in an instant. Yeah. But not 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 every single one. But at the seventh bumi, the Bodhisattva is. I mean, even at the fifth bumi, the Bodhisattva is already. So far ahead that it would seem to take it, in, it would seem to happen instantly for us. Mm -hmm. And why before were you hesitant to say ordinary person? Ordinary person? You said a bodhisattva um, sees and an ordinary person. Yeah, what were you saying? Like you didn't want to say ordinary person. Is that because you don't think ordinary people meet bodhisattvas? No, no, it wasn't that. No, it was just the, the term ordinary. Oh, you don't want to use it. <laughs> uh, uh, 
to, to the eighth bumi, prayer, the ninth bumi, force, force, and tenth bumi, exceptional, exceptional knowledge. Okay. And the different uh, one last thing, the, the difference between wisdom and exceptional knowledge is wisdom is dealing mainly with the ultimate nature of things, and knowledge is dealing with the conventional aspect of things. So the Bodhisattva has an exceptional understanding of the conventional side of reality. See, it, the conventional, we think that we are immersed in it, and we think we it's, we understand it better than the ultimate. Actually, the conventional is much <laughs> more obscure to underst- be understood than the ultimate. Yeah. And only at the tenth bumi does the Bodhisattva has an exceptional knowledge of the conventional. Okay. Well, so, I mean, this is something that I thought of before, that you kind of need the conventional world to destroy the conventional world. And that's why it's the Interesting, last thing. Interesting, yeah. And that's why it's the last thing, because you take it to eliminate it. You can't have something else eliminated. <laughs> yeah. It has to eliminate itself. And that's why it's the last thing, right? Or, this is what I've been thinking. Mm. It just seems to fit in with what you said. It's, it's, it's the connection. Yeah. Just... His whole is coming in May. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I was worried if we, if we had any connections, and we wanted to go as a sangha to the beacon. To the beacon here. Oh, we're gonna go together as a I'm as a group. You're saying? I'm just asking. Oh yeah, uh, good idea. Yeah, yeah. We gather people to see how many people would like to go together. Mm-hmm. And we could ask him if he's <laughs> what is he gonna say? He's already he's already been he's, say, he's, he's been already asked that. he's been asked that many yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> he's been saying it in a way without lying, without saying it. <laughs> I'm just a human being. Of course, you're a human being. We can see it. <laughs> uh, and by the way, interestingly enough, uh, maybe. It's to the power of our prayers, <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be teaching on exactly the topic that we've been dealing for for the past so for the, the boomies. Yeah, it's excellent. And uh, so n- next Sunday we'll meet, and we'll which Sunday we'll meet next Sunday. No, well, we could <laughs> <laughs> if we want to. <laughs> I think next Sunday is the is like uh, the month. Uh, yeah, Damantaka initiation. <coughs> And then they retreat. retreat. Oh yeah, yeah. For those who have received Yamantaka initiation, is that going to be two days or just one? Three. Three. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we could have class Sunday morning <laughs> before. Okay. So when we resume, <laughs> we'll go into describing the. Uh, there isn't much. I mean, other than what we said about the seventh, the eighth, <laughs> eighth, eighth, and ninth, and tenth. I mean, there are some other extra things we can talk about, but uh, but the qualities are so you know so out there that uh, there's no way for us to have a real grasp of them. Well, anyway, and we'll talk about Buddhahood, <laughs> okay? And uh, because the reason for talking about Buddhahood is because you know this is Maya tradition. So what is it? What are Mahayanists aspiring to? What do they think is the ultimate way of existing as a being? Okay. And is it something does it grab you? <laughs> okay. All right. Until next time.
இருக்கு